Hello and welcome to the Zine School podcast. My name is Luke. I am from the Zine Distro Small Zine Volcano. I'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which I am doing this recording today, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Pay my respects to their elders past and present and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. We're joined all the way from Toowoomba in Queensland by the zine maker Bianca Martin. Hello, Bianca. Hello, Luke. Thank you for having me. It's just really exciting to see you on the screen here. <laughs> I came in with a big, big first question for you. I just wanted to hear about the latest issue of Rot you have made. What is the last issue you have made so far? Oh, the last issue of Rut I made, I think, was actually uh, the recent issue that I did for Sticky Institute's, uh, what would you call it, a cooperative program. It, it, it was a big project through the City of Melbourne and Sticky Institute called the Heat Lab, uh, the Heat Safe City Project. So 12 people made zines as part of that. So yours was an eight-page fold-out A3 zine. And how did you approach this project? Well, it's been a while since I've made an A3 size zine that is totally different to what I'm normally used to. So it kind of took a little bit of mental adjusting. And normally I just write issues of rut zine from start to finish on my piece of paper and that's how it is but I felt like I had to draft this one out which was a bit awkward which I really don't like doing and then it turned out I had too much too much information and I couldn't fit it all which I was definitely a surprise I thought I'd be scrambling for stuff and then it was me in office works with my unwieldy pieces of a3 paper and not really knowing quite how to manage that how I got there go? How did you go working through a prompt rather than having all the freedom in the world that zine makers usually have? Uh, it was timely, I guess, because it was something that was on my mind anyway. There were loads of bushfires around the region. So I was definitely having some like global warming panic already. And then I got the prompt of, you know, heat waves, global warming and things like that. So, I mean, it was timely. Not that I enjoy relishing in that sort of topic but at least where you write the zines was of interest to me. Do you sit down in the lounge room? Do you carry the classic notepad around in your bag? How how do you do it? 90% of the time it is in my lounge room with my cat on my lap and my notebook shuffled off to the side because he doesn't like competing with the notebook. Um, But that issue was actually written in Brisbane um and it was at I was at State Library of Queensland doing some of my fellowship work and I just started typing out some ideas and yeah it really got flowing what issue number is that zine I think it was 344 (laughs) yeah I feel like I was thinking about this the other day and it was um I feel like it was only very recently that I was at like issue 150 mm-hmm. and now I'm suddenly much further than that <laughs> um oh actually it was because I was putting together some donations for State Library of Queensland and they only want zines from Queensland so I had to find 
my last scene that I made in Melbourne and my first scene that I made in Queensland. And that was only like issue 125 or something. And now I'm thinking, God, I'm didn't realize I'd been here that long. <laughs> when I'd been making my zine for about, I reckon, two years, Anya turned to me and she said, when do you think this is going to stop? She said, yeah. it, was, it was just a point where it had kind of grown from being on a shelf in the corner of the room to extending along a whole wall with supplies and then kind of going into the other room. And I hadn't, I hadn't actually thought about it at the time, but I turned to her and said, I don't think it is going to end, yeah. which which is fine. And then she asked me again after about 20 years of the zine, <laughs> she said, when, when do you think, you know, this is, this is going to stop? And I paused again and said, I, I just, I don't think it is. So the question to you is, when is this going to stop? Well, I don't think it is. Somebody <laughs> asked me this recently. I think I was at Brisbane Writers Festival and I was like, it's a compulsion now. Like if I don't, if I'm not doing it, I feel like I've forgotten to do something important in my week. And like, I have no desire to stop. Like I still enjoy doing it. So I think like, why should I stop doing something if the project hasn't come to a natural end? But there's no way of knowing when it comes to a natural end. So I have no plans to stop it yet. Is, is it set when it comes out each time? Oh, like 95% of the time it is. Like every now and then, like if I have a special issue to work to, I might swap that around. Um, like an example being the Small Zine Volcano compilation of First Day of Summer. Um, I like forward dated that one to be the corresponding week um but more often than not like the week I'm making it I'm like this stuff has happened to me this week but then like if you do you get up on a Thursday morning for example and think it has to be made by lunchtime on a Thursday or is it a bit more flexible than that definitely more flexible it's um definitely different days each week I tend to try and hit the photocopier at the same point each week so that keeps the rhythm which is kind of how I started it as well like because I started it when I was still volunteering at Sticky and I was like cool Wednesday is my volunteer day that's my easy access to the photocopier it needs to be done by Wednesday and I've kind of my day has shifted since then but it's that same rhythm that I've kept to that can happen at any point it can happen that morning it can happen you know five days earlier but try and keep that pattern. I still keep that rhythm. I try and get it ready for the photocopier at Sticky on the day that I'm going to be there. But I work as a teacher and we have photocopiers like wherever you kind of turn. This oh, my goodness. So it's kind of I usually just do the whole thing at Sticky, but occasionally it is it is tempting when there's so many photocopiers around just to. Um... People because like people know at school that you make zines, but yeah. Do yeah. you ever feel a bit self-conscious if you do have your zines at school that, you know, people, they pick it up and they read it in front of you and you have these moments of a bit like, oh, like, can you not? Oh, I, it, uh, yeah, I mean, not really. I don't mind. I don't mind. I did have one of my students pick up an issue a few years ago where I um, drank too much soy milk and suffered yeah. some sexual dysfunction. And one of my students had picked up that issue and was like, oh, yeah. they were reading it and they were just like, oh, oh, this is, this was not what they were expecting. They were, which yeah. I, kind of, I mean, not in that context, but I like it when 
someone does pick up something and it's not quite what they thought they were getting into, which is kind of, mm. which is never, I'm very open that I make it. Yeah. And I'm quite happy to kind of chat about what, what I've been doing. Are you more in the closet around some people with your zine making? Uh, I think it more so comes down to that idea of I don't always have the energy to explain what a zine is. And the fact that I do this absolutely ridiculous project where every single week I write about me, like it sounds a little bit self-indulgent in a way. And I, for some people, I just sort of know they won't get it. And I just don't bother talking about it. But I do have this mo these moments of feeling really self-conscious about how I portray myself in my zines that, you know, when I write it, I feel really good. And I think like, yep, this is me. This is how it is. And then sometimes I'll read it back and go like, God, like that's a bit boring. That makes you sound a little bit old and like you don't really do anything. And <laughs> I'll always remember I was at a zine fair one time and somebody was like, oh, like you make rut zine. That's so cool. Oh, you have the mother issues, don't you? <laughs> and it was the time when I was like, writing a little bit about my mother and I was like oh I guess so and you know there's more to me than that <laughs> I, I made an issue of my zine and I'd shaved my head that way when I had a lot more hair than I do now but I'd, and I'd, I'd use the hair I'd stuck the hair down on the zine so I'd shave the mm -hmm. head and then I went to the zine fair and someone picked it up who didn't know that I made it and then yeah. they looked down at the zine and they looked at the head and they were just like, oh, and they connected the dots. And it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was really exciting. Which issues of rock kind of come to mind for you as particularly successful issues? Oh, particularly successful. That's a hard one. Like I really try hard not to revisit rut. Like I think there's maybe been twice where I've gotten in my head where I'm like, time for a rut anthology and I start like pulling out like issues one to 50 and I just get mortified and I just want nothing to do with it oh. um but I think it's maybe the ones that I've like gotten feedback on where people have gone like oh like I'm really glad you wrote that because I feel that way too or like just you know stuff around anxiety right where it's you know stuff that sometimes people take for granted that it can be a universal experience mm. I think I think it you are not too frightened to kind of not necessarily portray yourself in a glowing Instagram mm. funland kind of way, which does I guess happen across across the board. But I get really excited by that when I'm reading Rot Scene. Mm. Anytime it seems difficult, I guess. That yeah, to attract me more to it, which is sad. It's that like voyeurism, isn't it? Right, where you're kind of like, oh, like you don't get to see, you don't get to hear those stories as often, right? Yeah, I guess no. It's not that I I want you to like fail and be in pain and then and write yeah. about it. those ones are intriguing. I guess to see. Yeah. <laughs> to see. I think my favorite one that I've written this year was the issue where I fell down the manhole. <laughs> and I was like, I finally have a story to tell. That's not just me like talking about life or, you know, I've been up to this lately. I'm like, I have a start to finish good story to tell. And I was so excited to write that one. <laughs> it is an amazing story. <laughs> I, I, would, I was talking to Andy Payne in Brisbane. Mm -hmm. and he was saying he'd never do a weekly zine because he didn't feel he'd have 
things to write about every week and that <laughs> falling down the whole story just proves that there's always there's always, there's always amazing things yeah um just wanted to ask about your activities with the Toowoomba Zine Library what's been going on uh, Toowoomba Zine Library is full. It is overflowing. I think I need to expand. It has been so exciting because like Toowoomba has a pretty cool art scene, but it sort of ebbs and flows. And, you know, the people in this art scene very much stick to what they know. And this zine library has opened up in this random secondhand bookshop that is mostly frequented by retired people who want their James Patterson and Lee Child and things like that. <laughs> and it has actually started attracting some really random people kind of going, I, I hear there's this thing here. And like we shuffle them off into the corner and go like, have a look. And, you know, you probably get this a lot with Small Zine Volcano that people are very keen to have a look, but reluctant to take. The, the, like that idea of a free zine is kind of like, oh, what's the catch of taking this piece of paper and... <laughs> They might take one and go, oh, I'll, I'll read this when I get home. But like, I'm like, take armfuls, do it. <laughs> and do people actually take those armfuls? They do not. No, no. Pretty rare. Even like people who I know are super into zines, like who were around in the Smells Like zine e Zines era in like 2011, they'll still come and they'll be like, oh, that's a nice zine. Or they'll take one and be very respectful. And I don't know what it is. Take the zines, people. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Sometimes I'll see people who will take the armfuls. Yeah. After a little bit of prodding, like they'll kind of take yeah. one or two, and I'll say to them, you know, you can you can take more than that, and you should take more than that, but you've got to pitch it to them in the right way. Mm. And I go, I, I'll go back and say, you know, really, really, take yeah. twenty, take thirty. It's it's a beautiful thing. You should take yeah, maybe giving them a number, something very specific to work to. <laughs> I find it's it's quite a younger audience will be more cajoled into taking lots. If yeah, you push them gently to say, you know, lots of yeah. things might be a a good thing. <laughs> My final question for you is about the covers of Rut. I love the covers. Um, maybe I don't even have a question. Maybe that's it. I just want to say I love the covers of Rot. That's all that's all I want to go with from there. I really enjoy like sometimes I feel very uninspired. Um, I have all these magazine clippings from like old National Geographics or like these old like medical journals are my favorite ones. But I really love it's given me a chance to do something with, you know, I started doing lino cut, you know, during COVID or something like that. And it's given me a purpose for doing that because I'm like, I can make this a cover of Rut Zine. And I think it just looks really cool when it's photocopied. <laughs> that is the 15-minute bell. We are at the end of our conversation. Bianca Martin, thank you so much. For thank you, Luke, from Small Zine Volcano. If anyone wants to get your zines, they should go to the Toowoomba Zine Library, obviously. Where else would they find Rot Zine? Oh, I'm pretty sure Visible Ink is still running a little bit of zine stuff down in Brisbane, but otherwise contact your local zine maker and we'll hit you up. <laughs> I will hopefully see you soon. Absolutely. Thank you, Luke. <laughs> see ya.